nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. This is Leanne Meyer, and you have joined me here on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. And today's uh, topic today is putting nurses first and placing them for success. So uh, in this age of nurses leaving the profession each day by the thousands through retirement, burnout, and frustration at being pulled further from the bedside to do computer work, we will need people who can help place nurses coming into the career in the best roles for them. We will need to prepare them for the work, educate, and support them through those first shaky months. My first guest today is Beth Fensky from Care Partners Staffing in Edina, Minnesota, and she is determined to do just that in a new format for placing nurses in needed positions. My second guest is Lisa Smith, and she is an advanced practice RN and works as a clinical nurse specialist at Minneapolis Heart Institute and is here to assist Beth in meeting those goals. So, Beth, could you give us uh, like a bullet point bio of what got you to this point in your career? Absolutely, Leanne, and thank you so much for having us on the show today. Um, I myself am not a nurse. I've been in healthcare for 22 years. Uh, the later part of my career, I was a pathology assistant doing anatomic gross dissection. Being in the hospital, I've been surrounded by nurses my entire career, and that gave me an interesting avenue to hear what they like and what they don't about their careers, how they feel about leadership and different organizations. And I was approached a couple years ago by an associate um, whose sister actually is a paraplegic, and he wanted to start something to support their nursing culture because he learned firsthand how nursing was um, not what it should be from the patient's perspective. I absolutely jumped on board, and we opened Care Partner Staffing in February of 2018, and our mission is very much to support, educate, and empower nurses so that we keep nurses nursing. Could you say just, just well, we'll come back to that in a minute. Lisa, um, could you also tell us a little bit about how you decided on nursing in the first place and then how you came to be connected with Beth? Sure. Um, uh, again, Leanne, I'll echo what Beth said. Thank you very much for inviting me to be part of this today. I'm always happy to talk about uh, the profession of nursing, which I've been passionate about from ever since I started. I have wanted to be a nurse since for as long as I can remember, and I, I can't tell you why. I just remember being very drawn to it and very much felt it was something I was being called to do. Um, I got my undergraduate degree right out of um, high school at the University of Iowa, got my bachelor's degree, quickly got married and moved to Colorado where I got my master's degree after I worked for about three years in cardiac step-down and ICU. 
I was pretty confident in my graduate program. I wanted to be a clinical nurse specialist, but realized that would pull me a little bit more away from the bedside, and I was really enjoying taking care of patients. So I adjusted my education path a little bit that I received my master's degree in nursing as a clinical nurse specialist, but I have all of the same prescriptive authority and uh, clinical privileges that a nurse practitioner has. So I have a bit of a blended role uh, between a clinical nurse specialist and a nurse practitioner. I see patients in the hospital and in clinic, mostly outpatient management. I've been a nurse for 22 years. I've been in advanced practice for 17 years, and my specialty is cardiology with a subspecialty in advanced heart failure. So I take care of people with chronic advanced heart failure, uh, many of which who require advanced cardiac therapies such as heart pumps or heart transplantation. I'm very passionate about nursing. I think nurses are are placed in positions that they can be great change agents within healthcare, but also we are in a position to be advocates for our patients, which is just as important as the care we provide and our healthcare system in today's world. Uh, uh, Lisa, that is a personification of everything I love about nurses. Um, it is amazing to me. I've been doing this now for a year, and just about every single nurse I talk to says, somehow I always wanted to be a nurse. I don't know exactly why. I was just drawn to it. It felt like yep. a mission or a passion. As a, as a kid, I wanted to watch all the... I didn't watch cartoons. I wanted to watch like all the doctor shows. And I didn't really care for the doctors. I wanted to be like the nurses. Fascinating. Because so often, you know, this is a little off subject, but we talk about how in the media and in movies and, and TV, it seems like the nurse is always kind of in the background, and you never get the sense of what exactly she's doing. And that's kind of what I'm hoping we can talk about some here today, too. So how did you get connected to Beth? Um, Beth and I met more on a social platform, I guess, and um, she started picking my brain about nursing. And the more we've gotten to know each other and talked, we share a lot of the same thoughts about nursing, goals for nurses, um, and I, I think her company has some very good, has a very good mission in how they are approaching placing nurses and how they're training and mentoring nurses through that process. Right. And Beth, um, I'd like you to talk again or maybe flush out just a little bit. You had talked about your mission uh, ending with um, uh, empowering nurses. Could you, there's three words there, and I guess if you could flesh that out a little bit. So many times words, we can easily not understand the, the depth of what you're looking for with it. And um, could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, most staffing agencies in today's healthcare environment put somebody with a degree in an opening, and it's kind of sink or swim. We hear that a lot from the nurses, and what we've tried to do with our company is we bring in a nurse, we look at their skills, we look at their personality, and we go out with our clients and find the right position for them that is going to offer the support and is going to offer the experience to make them a better nurse, to expand their knowledge, 
and prepare them for the next step in their career. We strive very much to have supportive and educational opportunities for our nurses so that the longer they spend with us, the better nursed they become. We have a lot of direct hire opportunities, and we try to make sure that the nurse that takes that direct hire position is not only adequately prepared, but they are very transparent, and they know exactly step-by-step what they're getting into so that there are no surprises and there are no getting left out, hanging in the breeze, and not knowing what to do. We make sure that they have support, and if there's further education required, we do everything we can to find that and to assist in providing that to them. Wonderful. One of the other things you had talked about when we first met was that uh, you frequently got responses from the places that you were placing nurses saying um, how amazed they were that you were um, staying in contact and following up and supporting the nurses. So from both sides, you're hearing that is what I'm getting. Absolutely. Um, Probably one of the biggest responses we get from the nurses that we're placing is that they don't feel invisible. They feel like they have somebody advocating and supporting for them. Um, It's funny. It's the little things. Showing up for your first day of work and not knowing where to put your lunch. Not knowing if you need to bring a lunch or if there are services available. Knowing where to park. Um, Knowing where to put your purse. Is it going to be secure? And we strive really hard, and it takes a lot of effort on our part to make sure that before a nurse goes to their first assignment, they have all those questions answered. They have a complete picture of what is going to be asked of them, what are their responsibilities, who do they report to, and what do they do if they have a question. So many times, nurses are placed in the position where I have a question, but I don't know who to ask. We make Mm -hmm. sure that that framework is set up prior to them arriving on their first day. So, as you're recruiting nurses to work in your for out of your staffing uh, company, what are you looking for? What What are the things that you want to see as being somebody that you can you can stand behind confidently? Probably one of the most important things, over and above obviously having a degree, is having an attitude of being open being open to new opportunities, being open to say, you know, I don't know, but I can find out. Mm -hmm. Somebody who walks in the door and has the opinion that I know everything and it's going to be my way, this is how I do things, that's not an easy person to work with and that's not Mm -hmm. somebody that most of our facilities and clients want on their staff because every facility, every client, has a different process, and if you're not open to different, different is not wrong. Right. And that's, that's and really that's important. A lot, of, a lot of flexibility, and that's something that's needed anyway with nursing because you never know what you're going to walk into despite what a nurse may have given you as a report. You walk into that room, and it could be completely different. So um, lots of flexibility. So that sounds good. And what kind of comments do you hear from the people that you are placed in? Uh, do they sense this or have they worked for other places? Do they know what the difference is? Uh, probably the biggest comment that we're getting back from the nurses we're working with is that they feel like they had a partner. 
They feel like mm-hmm. they were never alone. And that's a new experience for most of these nurses. Mm-hmm. 80% of the nurses that we work with, they, they graduated from, from nursing school, they passed their NCLEX, and then they were on their own. And it was mm-hmm. up to them to find a position. Um, some organizations are not always transparent about the expectations. Mm-hmm. And they end up in positions that they're not prepared for. They end up 20 minutes before their shift is over having somebody come in and say, well, your replacement didn't show up, so you're staying. It's your mm-hmm. turn. Mm-hmm. And that's irregardless if they have a family, if they have plans. If they want to keep their job, they have to stay. Mm-hmm. Even though that was in their contract, most of them didn't realize what that actually meant in everyday application. Sure. So making sure that that process is transparent, making sure that we've looked at all the fine print and they know that this could happen is huge. Mm -hmm. And just helping them through the process. This is a question for both of you, actually. Um, uh, I'm wondering, from your point of view, where do you see, like, Minnesota, and particularly the Twin Cities, as I know where you're mostly familiar, uh, how are the jobs in this area? Are we filling positions? Are there huge numbers of positions not being filled? Um, what, what's your take on it? Oh, I'm sorry, Val. Uh, yeah, uh, for me... As, as a staffing agency, I can say that the positions are filling. Um, I think it's pretty even. I don't think we have an overabundance of nurses, but I mm-hmm. don't think that we have a huge shortage of nurses either. Okay. Lisa, what are Lisa? your thoughts? And so I'm coming from a little different perspective because I work in a hospital and clinic setting. Um, I would say... We're always in need of nurses. I, I think I see most of our shortage in the critical care area, and, and that's a little more difficult position to just walk into as a new grad and requires um, pretty significant mentorship, preceptorship, and, and sometimes even experience with, with some exception. But uh, in the hospital, I think I can, I, I'm not directly involved with, with recruiting and filling positions, but I think from the nurse managers that I know, there's usually, there's usually openings we're always looking for good nurses. Okay. And that's great. And I'm hoping, you know, one of the things that I want to do with this show is to let uh, people know, uh, because I feel like uh, young people coming out of high school particularly, there are so many pathways for them that I can't even imagine how they begin to start to narrow down unless they have something like what you said, Lisa, where you, you feel it, felt a passion and knew the direction you wanted to go. I was more uh, in the, the position of, of knowing where I didn't want to go. <laughs> and, well, uh, I knew I wanted to go into nursing, but I fell uh-huh. into cardiology sort of by happenstance. Okay. And I didn't think I wanted to do cardiology. I thought I wanted to help deliver babies, do mother baby. Oh. And lo and behold, when it came down to my senior year of nursing school and I had to do my last semester of internship where you do 250 clinical hours, everyone had a placement but me. They couldn't place me anywhere. And so I get called to the, I get called to the director of the program's office and she says, you have two choices 
internal medicine or cardiac surgery. And I was like, ugh, I didn't really want either of those. (laughs) But I I went with cardiac surgery because I knew the preceptor and I knew how fantastic she was. And I fell in Uh love with cardiology and that is all I have ever done. And that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I guess so. Lisa, we're going to take, or Lisa and Beth, we're going to take a break here. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and I'm here today with um, Beth Stensky and Lisa Smith. We're talking about uh, nurses first and uh, placing nurses in the, for success. I'm sorry, I bungled that. And um, so, yeah, we're going to be uh, right back in a couple of minutes, and we'll continue on our subject of how to get the best nurses in the right places. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Voice America is supported by MailJet, the leading email service provider for teams. MailJet's new collaboration toolkit is the Google Docs for emailing, letting teams collaborate on templates, campaigns, all in real time. Go to hello.mailjet.com forward slash voice to try MailJet Premium for free and see how teams around the world collaborate on email. That's hello.mailjet.com forward slash voice. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural, evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. back with Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am Leanne Meyer. I'm happy to be here today with Beth Bensky, who is um, from, uh, she is from the uh, Care Partners 
staffing in Edina, Minnesota, and Lisa Smith, who is an advanced practice nurse who is working as a clinical nurse specialist at Minneapolis Heart Institute. And uh, we're talking today about putting nurses first and placing them for success. So Beth is in the position of uh, having a, 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 a staffing office, and uh, Lisa is uh, helping to give her some good uh, background and points on where nurses are at and where they need to go. So, Lisa, could we talk a little bit about where is nursing now and where has it come from or how has it changed? And, um, yeah, and then let's kind of see where we go from there. Okay, sure. So I think historically and in traditional roles, nurses are, have always been thought of the, as the caretaker and sort of the, it's always been a typically female profession and kind of what I like to refer to as the mothering role in the healthcare system. And I think that has really changed even, even during my career and nurses have become much more active with assessing patients and providing feedback to providers regarding patient status, whether that is in the hospital, in the ICU, or if that is at home as a, as a, home, care, as a home care nurse. I think nursing has really evolved into a profession of critical thinkers and change agents, both, both at the bedside, but we also can't forget about home care, long-term care facilities, TCUs, um, acute rehab, palliative care nurses, hospice nurses, dialysis nurses. I mean, wherever a nurse is, he or she has a role in that patient's care and within the healthcare system to really make a difference within the system, but also for the patient. I, I think nursing has really changed from being this kind of um, hand-holding caretaking to more of an active patient advocate and active person in the patient's care team and in their trajectory of their illness or perhaps whether that's acute or chronic. One of the things that I've seen happen uh, over the course of my 40 years as a nurse um, is that nurses uh, are taking a more active role. They're not in a, such a subservient role of um, go here, do this, do that, and just yes. saying yes, yes, doctor, or yes, administrator. And that yes. is really encouraging to me because I'm so amazed at how nurses are able to uh, be innovative and creative and uh, finding the just right answer for this you know, difficult position or, or situation that they're in. And so I, I agree. Being assertive ahead, when you know something isn't right mm-hmm. and, and really pushing and advocating for what you feel is right for the patient. I think we have gotten mm-hmm. much better in, at that in the last 20 years of nursing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Beth, are you seeing... Um, Anything, I know you were not in this type of a role before, but you had lots of contact with nurses in the past. What kind of changes do you see? Probably the most prevalent change that, that I see almost on a daily basis is the change from nursing being a predominantly hospital-based profession to now 60% of nurse positions are no longer in the acute care hospitals. They are expanding into multiple roles, 
with the managed care and insurance, everything is switching over from a fee-for-service plan to a positive um, performance-based system, and nurses, LPNs, RNs are being recruited by insurance agencies for the administrative work of making sure that the finances are, are being addressed as well as the health care. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. as, as we're all aware, that's not always the best thing. They don't always have the optimum experience for that, um, and sometimes it ends up being the providers that actually have to, to go over the insurance case manager to mm-hmm. get the treatments and procedures approved. Mm-hmm. But with the nurses moving out of the hospital, we need a better format to educate them and inform them that there's all of these other opportunities, like Lisa was saying, in home care, in palliative care, in TCUs and long-term care. There's, there's such a vast array of positions that are now being filled by nurses that the hospital isn't the only option anymore. Right, and with as complicated as the healthcare system is to navigate, another kind of newer role I've experienced in my clinic is I have a couple of patients that through their insurance coverage somehow, I don't quite understand all of the logistics, they have their own personal nurse case manager and kind of advocate, and this nurse Mm -hmm. comes to the clinic visit with them and helps Mm -hmm. them navigate the system, helps explain test results that they may not understand, helps them understand their medication changes, helps make sure the medication changes happen when the patient gets home, um, help make sure they know who to call for their pulmonary appointment or their their primary care appointment or, or whatever. And, and I think that piece of patient advocacy and helping patients navigate a system is is probably an underused thing right now, mainly because it's difficult to get reimbursed, but something I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see more and more of, and nurses are ideally positioned to be be in those roles to help patients navigate this healthcare system. So one thing I was thinking of as you were both talking, it's a little overwhelming when you start listing out all the different places that nurses are are you know, in, in our healthcare system, um, we're without a doubt the largest number of healthcare workers uh, in the United States is, is nurses, like 2.9 million of us, something like that. And so we are going to need to be able to, you know, I guess, you know, people who are looking for job security, I can't think of, you know, any better place. And uh, certainly the industry has been listed as the um, place to be because there's so much growth as the boomers are aging and um, demanding more care, wanting to have more uh, say in what it is that's going on for them. But um, also, Lisa, is what you're saying, I've had experiences now with my mother is 90, going into a doctor's office with her, and it's just amazing to me. She will answer all the questions. We'll get out of there, and she hasn't got a clue what was said to her or what the outcome was or whether she was supposed to get medications or not. And it's not that she has any, you know, cognitive problems. She's actually very together, very with it, very intelligent 90-year-old. But it's just that 
experience of getting in with a doctor and suddenly, you know, your mortality, I think, is just coming up in front of you. So um, clearly we do need nurses in each of these roles. Um, I'm curious, Lisa, if maybe we could talk a little bit and, and best to whatever you would want to pop in. Um, what are the obstacles right now for getting, um, getting great nurses? Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, Lisa, you can start. Um, I think obstacles are nurses coming out of school are, they're so overwhelmed, like we talked about a little bit ago, uh, with all their options. And, I mean, many people don't come out of their program with a clear this is what I want to do. I mean, some do, Mm -hmm. but I would say the majority do not. So Mm -hmm. just initially trying to figure out kind of where is my niche and where is my place in this? What am I being called to do? What am I I most passionate about? And once, but once you find, a nurse finds that niche, they tend to flourish, but it may be difficult Mm -hmm. to find that niche right away. As a, for a new grad, I think the hospital system, the healthcare system is super overwhelming. Their, their training program was more focused on maybe pathophysiology, well, of course, pathophysiology skills, you know, kind of the basics of how am I going to do my job. And there's that piece of it, but then there's also how do I function within this bigger system and how am I part of the team? And so I just think that takes time and experience. I, I think the biggest, one of the bigger barriers I see is experience, but the only way to get experience is to do it. And so that's where people like Beth, Beth and her company come in, in my mind, where they can sort of mentor and walk that journey with the nurse and get them on the road to experience so that then they have that. I mean, I remember being a brand new nurse and hearing nurses say they've been a nurse for 10 years, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I can't imagine being a nurse for a year. And now I've been doing it 22 years. And so, you know, it happens, but without those opportunities, without the mentors I had along the way, the education, the support, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I think as nurses... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, Beth, can you address that from your company when you have maybe use an example of a generic nurse coming in? How do you Absolutely. Um, decide what that nurse needs, and then how do you provide what that nurse needs? Absolutely. We actually, um, here at Care Partner Staffing, we've got a couple of tools that we use, one of which um, we do a pre-employment assessment, and that gives us a basic insight into the nurse's personality. Are they assertive? Are they cooperative? Are they a worker bee or are they somebody who's going to take the initiative, take the bull by the horns and and go for it? That gives us a really good glimpse into the types of positions that this nurse will be successful Mm -hmm. in. Once we have that, then we take the nurse and we look at the openings and the opportunities that we have available. And I personally go out and and visit the clients and take a look at their facilities, take a look, talk to their people. You know, what type of role would our employee take within this organization? Um, Mm -hmm. And I take pretty detailed notes on things like 
they want somebody to come in and do what they're told for their eight hours and go away. Or they want somebody to come in and be able to look around, assess what needs to be done, and that's what they expect this person to do. Those two positions are completely and totally different and will take a completely and totally different personality to be effective and be successful in. Somebody who comes in and wants to take the initiative and tends to expand the boundaries may not succeed in a position where they just need somebody to come in and do what they're told. And Mm -hmm. the same is reverse as well. Um, Once we have that, we we try and grow those skills within our nurses and, you know, get the experience. Okay, now that you've had some time on the floor with this organization doing exactly what you're told, now you can see if you get asked to do something similar in another situation, you'll know which direction to go and try and grow that confidence, grow that experience, and we try to move our nurses to different patient populations, different levels of care, so that they can figure it out. I had one nurse that absolutely did not want to work in long-term geriatric care. Well, mm-hmm. did a fill-in um, shift one weekend at an assisted living memory care and absolutely fell in love. Took mm-hmm. a permanent position and could not be happier. But in his own mind, that is absolutely not what he wanted to do until he actually did it. I think it's very much like Lisa said. We need to um, explore the opportunities that are available, and you'll figure out very, very quickly, once you actually do it, you'll know what your calling is and what your niche is. And once we find that for somebody, that's where they belong and that's where they need to be. I'll also tag on... I'll tag on briefly to that, that um, there's a big push when people are in nursing school to keep going and get your master's and get your advanced degree. And I can't stress enough to people in nursing school or who have just graduated, have boots on the ground for a while and get some experience before you do that because it will serve you well in the rest of your career journey. I absolutely agree. I think even as you go on with the the, uh, coursework, uh, it makes more sense. You can apply it to experiences that you've had and you can understand. I think you'll tend to remember it more also. Mm -hmm. And I think that it can get to be a burnout situation for people when they've gone from from school to school to school. It feels like, am I ever going to get out of the textbooks? Um, So, yeah. Let's, let's take a break here, and we'll come back in just a couple minutes. So we're talking about nurses first, um, uh, being able to put the right, uh, putting nurses in the right place for their success. And uh, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm here with Beth Bensky and Lisa Smith. future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural, evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I am Leanne Meyer, and I'm here today. Uh, we're talking about the, the topic of um, nurses first and being able to put nurses in, in the right place for their right success. And I'm here with Beth Fensky, who is with Care Partners Staffing of Edina, and uh, also Lisa Smith who is an advanced practice nurse, is working as a clinical nurse specialist for Minneapolis Heart Institute. Um, Beth, I, we were kind of uh, in the topic of helping nurses find their niche. What is the place for them, and how are you going about helping them with that? Well, with us at Care Partner Staffing, we do a couple of different things. Um, we offer our nurses the ability to move through different patient populations. And that allows them to find that that one position that they absolutely love. And for us, how do we deal with nurses that may not have the skill or or may not have the experience? Um, We do that through several different things, one of which is we mentor them or match them with an experienced nurse that they can turn to with questions, they can turn to for advice, that they can basically just lean on when they're unsure to get that support and that mentorship. We also partner with the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and that's a lot of community involvement, um, other areas where they can join different organizations that empower and support nurses. And it's really great reference material that 
just as all consolidated in one place so that they really got access to really great information at the tips of their fingers. Um, and we also partner with a lot of the educational facilities in the area. Um, we work real close with the University of Minnesota, and that gives us an opportunity to talk to the new graduates right before they graduate and let them know the hospital is not the only position that's available. There, there are a ton of opportunities. We just need to figure out what is the one that fits your personality and lifestyle the best so mm-hmm. that once you graduate, you love what you're doing, so you stay in your career. Yeah, this is one of the critical things, I think, uh, especially as there's, you know, so many people out there after high school, after college, looking for what is my next step. And for an awful lot of people, the pressure and the the, uh, direction has been uh, where you're going to make the most money. And Mm -hmm. I think that's not necessarily uh, the best way to think about it. You certainly want to earn a good living, and you certainly will in nursing. Um, but I think for me, it's where are you going to get the most support in those crucial early years? So, right. um, Lisa, what are your thoughts about um, our, do you think hospitals are setting up um, appropriate kinds of, of orientation and then mentorship for nurses as they move along? Yes, I, and I, I think that's an important question that someone looking for a job needs to ask, uh, regardless of, of where they're working, but specifically in the hospital. There are, are many hospitals that offer either new grad or kind of new employee orientation slash mentorship programs where, especially if it's a new grad, there, I've worked at different hospitals where they have like a year long, a year long, almost residency slash internship. Where I mean, they're paid, mm-hmm. they're paid their their nursing salary, but they are paired up with a preceptor for that whole year and have someone to walk along all of this with them and be their support through through that journey. Um, I don't yeah. see as many nurses being thrown to the wolves as I used to 20 years ago. Yeah, and I feel a little that. bit like I was thrown to the wolves 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But I, I think with the, when I was looking for a job, there wasn't a nursing shortage. I was lucky to find a job. So you just kind of kept your mouth shut and boots to the ground and did your thing. But as mm-hmm. then the nursing shortage became more of a problem, I think hospitals and other facilities have been much more um, aware of turnover and trying to retain people, and so there are some programs in place. You just have to ask the question. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, is there something more that you would like to talk um, Lisa, you had mentioned you have such strong feelings about this profession and what it can do for people, um, where they can go from with it. Do you want to talk a little more about that? Yes. I, I think nursing historically has been kind of more of a, a a job, thought of more of a job or almost a blue-collar role than a profession. And I'm very passionate about we are more than shift workers. We are a profession with much to offer. We're smart. Our potential is so great. I don't think there are any boundaries or limits to what you can do as a nurse in any role, whether it's administration, bedside, um, direct patient care, providing primary care as a nurse practitioner, um, what I do in subspecialty care. I really think there are no limits. 
and we have to be open and flexible, work collaboratively with within the healthcare system and with our coworkers when maybe that's not always so easy, but again, in a professional, collaborative manner to do what is best for the patient, but also for the system and the facilities we work for. Yeah. One, one of the things with the professional aspect of it, this is one of my bugaboos, is um, I think that, um, especially because, I, I don't know if it happened around the time of the scrubs, but it just seemed like there was a time period where it seemed like even the housekeepers and the janitors were dressed more professionally than the nurses were. And mm. um, you know, I, I liked, in some ways, the freeness of that you didn't have to worry about, you know, getting uh, whatever you got onto your uniform, and you didn't have to worry about trying to be always... Um, uh, laundering and, and ironing and that kind of stuff. But what I'd like people to make sure they know as they're coming in is that there's a whole professional persona that includes ethics, um, you know, being the person who is a truth teller, uh, doing that in a, in a uh, compassionate way because sometimes the mm-hmm. truth has to be told in a way that um, it's not the, not the answer that the patient may want to hear but it may be the, the answer that they need to hear to be able to move on. And so right. it's and all sometimes, these things. Sometimes it's the nurse that delivers that message because mm-hmm. the doctor comes in and uses all the medical jargon and leaves, right. and the patient looks at the nurse and says, what did, they, what did she just say? <laughs> and, and sometimes it's not good news. And, uh-huh. But you just sometimes have to say it, and we're, we're put in those positions, which is... I consider a blessing and a curse. I I think it's a blessing to be able to walk that journey with people. Um, it's a curse because the dirty work sometimes gets dumped on you. But right. but somebody's got to be honest with the patient and tell them what's mm-hmm. really going on. And a lot of times that mm-hmm. falls to us. And the other and thing very similar to that, in my role, <laughs> um, okay, Beth. doing staffing. I said very similar to that in in my role. Um, doing staffing, a lot of times it's me sharing the information with the nurse that this is an area that they're finding is not what they're looking for, so this is what we need to work on. Um, Sometimes that's very disheartening, and it's very, very defeating and deflating for nurses who want to believe that they can do anything, and, and they get turned down, and they interview, and they turn down. And delivering that message and actually identifying what it is we need to do to strengthen their position and strengthen their skills is, right. is difficult. It's a difficult conversation, but it does make them better in the long run. Right, if they can hear it. Um, to me, I feel like it's showing a mirror. It's not a judgment of them. Uh, it's more helping them to understand how what they do or say is perceived or is picked up by other people. I think especially for younger people, if they haven't been around um, older people or professional people, uh, they may feel like they can speak in jargon of their generation, um, that they can um, you know, interact in a very light or not serious kind of manner. Um, and, and I think that's where you kind of have to show them a mirror that this is not working at McDonald's or uh, doing some of the other jobs they might have done. This is a whole new level uh, that they need to rise to. Am I wrong? 
I think you're correct. I think that's dead on. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else that you especially want to make sure that um, our audience is hearing? I just so much hope that young people particularly will be encouraged to check this out. And like Beth, like you said, uh, sometimes it's getting into that position, and I really wish that people would do um, certified nursing assistant kind of jobs to get some concept of what happens in the hospital right. and if they can see themselves in that position. Um, as a manager, I can remember one nurse, at least one, maybe more, that came right out of nursing school and started with us on an OB floor. <clears throat> and... Um, her feeling was that this was not what she had gone to nursing school for. And, um, you know, the, the answer as well, if you're intending to work with patients, this is what the job is. And right. so I think for, for people, they have to get that um, uh, visceral feeling of being in that environment and say, does this fit me or is this someplace I need to run and go in the other direction? Right. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think that the other message I would like to get across is I think sometimes nursing is viewed as, oh, you weren't smart enough to go to medical school, so you went to nursing school. Exactly. I've, that is not the case. Um, yeah. Essentially, in my role, the difference between my job and the physicians I work with is they we do a lot of the same things, and I am we are smart as nurses. Nurses have mm-hmm. to be smart, and just because you choose nursing over medicine, that is not a step down. That is not any sort of demotion or failure, and I think sometimes it's looked at that way, and I would really encourage people looking at healthcare careers not to discount mm-hmm. nursing because, as I said earlier, I think the there are no limits into what you, yeah. what you can do as a nurse. And it seems to me that every personality can find a place somewhere in nursing. I've had people that, you know, loved the whole concept of nursing and the studies and et cetera, but they got, you know, next to a patient and they were like, I can't do this. And some of those people went into anesthesia and loved it because they could do all the technical and and, um, that kind of thing and they didn't have to deal with the relational. I've also seen people go into research where, again, they had a passion for finding ways of helping um, patients get better and get better um, more quickly and more easily, perhaps. I would Um, say the other big one is the electronic medical record. We have nurses uh, that... You know, at our hospitals, that's, they help with, with programming and, and making order sets and, and doing things within the electronic medical record that they never touch a patient. But what they do with our electronic medical record makes it able for nurses to do their job. So, again, yeah. from IT to patient care, I mean, you, the, the, there are no limits. Yeah. We have uh, about 30 seconds left, Beth. Is there anything you'd like to add um, as we close out the show? I would just like to encourage any nurses, nursing students, feel free to contact us. Um, Our website is www.care-partners-staffing.com. And our door is open. I, I would love to discuss opportunities and see what I can do to help you advance your career. That will be great. I want to thank both of you for being here today. 
Um, this has been a stimulating discussion, and I hope that it stimulates some people out there, either who are new to nursing, who uh, have been in nursing, are feeling a little burned out and thinking where else, and to people that um, are returning to nursing who maybe have been out of nursing for a while and have been thinking, there's no way that I have just been too long and I'm too far away from the books and whatever, that those people will realize that once you've got that inside of you, it comes back pretty easily and pretty quickly. So um, there are certainly ways for each person, if you felt like you didn't really uh, have enough time in nursing, you'd like to go back and try it again, there are certainly places for you. So um, I also would like to just mention this is, um, this is about a year that we've been doing this program now, and it has been fantastic. We've gone from a very small number of listeners and a uh, number of countries that have been involved. Um, my most recent... Statistics were 20, uh, I think it's actually 30,000 listeners that we have in 51 countries. And so we really want to get the word out. Please spread this to any nurse and anybody you think might be interested in this. But in addition, we want to um, help people who would like to support this program and help to have nurses be able to talk with each other and interact. So if you are interested, please contact me at leannevoiceamerica.com or you can also contact Casey Trump, who is a producer at voiceamerica.com in the health and wellness area. So thank you so much, and we are going to close this session. We have been talking about nurses first, being able to place them for success. I've been talking with Beth Jensky from the uh, Care Partners Staffing in Edina, Minnesota, and also uh, Lisa Smith, who is an advanced practice RN and has been working in uh, the Minneapolis Heart Institute. So thank you again, and um, uh, we hope all of the listeners will come back next week and listen again. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.